Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Yet Shalom. We're now in Masachet Brachot Af Memtet Amud Bet. About to look, take a look at the third Mishnah, and this the seventh parak, dealing with Birchat Hamazon. Uh, and this is one that we've uh, invoked a little bit in the earlier sugyot about the difference between Zimun when we have three people and Zimun when we have ten. So Kitzad Mezamnin, how does Zimun work? If you have three people, one of them says, "Let us bless." If there's three plus him, then the leader says, "Barhu, you should bless." By the way, this is how it starts. Um, and with ten, he says again, let us bless, but he adds in Hashem's name. If there's ten plus the leader, Omer Barchu, and Achara Sarav Achara Saribo, it doesn't matter if there's ten or a hundred thousand at this point, once you've hit ten, that's the Nusach. And then we switch gears. By the way, is at the end of each one of these things. So now, in this switch, we find that at a hundred, at a thousand, and at ten thousand, uh, if we can imagine a meal with ten thousand eating together, um, there would be an increase in the formulation of uh, of God's name uh, in that zimun. Now, and whatever the invocation is, is how they respond. So in the last formulation where he says, is a reference to the Aaron, the God who is Yeshiva Kruvim, it's from Shmuel Bet, then you would answer, that you bless based on the size of the group, meaning the bigger the group, the bigger the blessing. We'll see this pasuk analyzed several ways in the Gemara. But the idea is, So in the great groups, they bless God. Rabbi Akiva disagrees and says, What do you find in Beit HaKnesset? Once you have a minyan, doesn't matter if you have ten people or a million people, you say Baruchot Hashem. And you don't add on to it. Rishmael disagrees with Rabbi Kiva about that essential formula, which is that the in the invoker has to himself bless God. So it doesn't just say Baruchot Hashem, it says Baruchot Hashem Hamvorach. Bless God, the one who is blessed. Okay? But they agree that once you've hit ten, there's no changing the Nusach based on a hundred or a million or whatever it might be. Okay, so we have to see how this Mishnah unpacks. Amr Shmuel. So Shmuel has a general rule. You should never exclude yourself from the group. And let's test that. Our Mishnah seems to say you do exclude yourself. So if there's three besides you, you say, Barhu, you bless. So Eimam Af Barhu means... Uh, that you could also say, It's better to say, Let us bless. We have the Mishnah later on that we'll see that says that if you have six people together, you could break up into two groups, seven, eight, nine, but once you have ten, you cannot break up into two groups because you're going to add in Hashem's name. If you agree that Nevarech is better, that's why you split up. But if you say Baruch is better, then 
then if you have, let's say, six, you don't want to break up into two groups because then you have three, three, in which you can't say baruchu. You have to have at least four to say baruchu. So therefore, Allah shvami na It must be that nevarech is better, and therefore we don't distinguish between three and four. And therefore, if you have six, you can break up into two groups. Shvami Okay, Tanya Namiachi. Bein shemar baruchu, bein shemar nevarech, ain't of akach. If the guy says baruchu or nevarech, of course, that's given that there's four people. Uh, then we don't we don't uh, stop him for it. We don't uh, criticize him for it. But there are uh, people with uh, who are very exacting who do stop the guy and say you shouldn't say baruch you should say You could see from the way a person formulates his brachot whether he's a scholar or not. Ketzad, what's an example? Rabbi Omer uvetuvo in the first bracha and with his great goodness. He gives us food. From his great goodness, makes it sound like it's um, it's giving of his own goodness. That's an ignoramus. David in his tefillah, after God tells him that he will not build the Mikdash, says, from your blessings, my house will be blessed. The answer is, there God, David is making a request, not praise. Even when it comes to request, God says, open up your mouth and I'll fill it. Meaning, not just some, but all. That's referring to Divrei Torah. For Divrei Torah, you should really ask for to be filled. But when it comes to Brachot, you should ask for Mi Birchotcha, just some. Tanya Rebbe Omer, B'tuvo chayinu chacham, U'v'tuvo chayim harezebur. So, if it's if from His greatness... We live, that's the Chacham. His greatness, there is life, that's a boor. Now, Harbalai, Matniibcha, they had the opposite read. But don't read that way. We don't rule that way. As we said, because it sounds like uh, we're not sure which one we're praising, so the one we ate from. We say, let us give praise to the one who did all of these miracles for us. So it sounds like the same problem. I mean, that's uh, clear in the ancient text in the Mishnah. There it's very clear referring to. Who's the one who does the miracles? That's God. But here you say, the one from whom we ate, maybe you're referring to your host. Blessed is he who we ate from him. Because it sounds like you're thanking him only for that. That's only when you have three. Because, sorry, it's not clear you're thanking. But, uh, he said, that's only true if you have three. Because you didn't mention Hashem's name. But when you have ten and you're saying, when you mention Hashem's name, then it's clear. And therefore, you don't have to... Uh, you could say uh, this uh, formulation because after all we saw in the Mishnah that you repeat as per the invocation so you see is appropriate okay we said so Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel agreed that when you have ten uh, sorry at the beginning of the Mishnah we said that if you have ten or you have a uh, hundred thousand it's still so, so as I pointed out, the Mishnah takes a turn. 
We see that there's no difference once you hit ten. Then we had different nuschot for ten, for a hundred, a thousand, and ten thousand. So Rabbi Yosef Lokash, Rabbi Yosef Glili, Rabbi Kiva. The answer is that's Rabbi Yosef Glili, as we saw versus Rabbi Kiva, as we saw in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yosef Glili, Rabbi Kiva, 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 Okay, so now Rabbi Kiva, high quarter of Yosef Glili, my Abide. What is, how does Rabbi Kiva interpret the Pasuk, Makelot Pachu Elohim? He says, I have a different drasha. How do I know that even, uh, fetuses that are in the womb said, Shira at Yamsuf. Shinamar, Makelot Pachu Elohim, Hashem, Mimakor Yisrael. They blessed Hashem, Mimakor, Makor referring to the, uh, to the uterus. He said, I get that from the word makor, but the word makelot tells me that the larger the group, the greater I should bless God. He says, we rule like Rabbi Kiva, in case we know that. He was looking to see if they can get a hundred people to do this bigger Birkat HaMazon. There's no need to do that. Rava already ruled that halacha kiva, and there's no point in finding a hundred. Once you got ten, you got your max. Amravina, Rava, ki achlinan rifta reish kaluta. When you eat bread at reish kaluta's house, the reish kaluta, of course, being the exilarch, it was kind of royal seating. Rachinan shlosha shlosha. We would bench in small groups of three. Falivrochu asarasara. Why don't you do tens? Shama reish kaluta vikpid. The reish kaluta would hear it if we had ten people get together to do berkat hamazon. He'd be upset. Why aren't you Yotze with the big benching that the Reish Kaluta has? Because there's a lot of noise there and we can't hear it. So remember again, Zimun means in their in their lexicon that the person says entire Bakaramazon, everybody else listens to Almain. If three people have bread together, and one goes ahead and benches on his own. They can be yotze with his zimun. But he can't be yotze with their zimun. Which means they can then be mezamein because there were three who ate together. But he already benched, so he can't be yotze zimun. Now, in the uh, end of the Mishnah, Rishmael added the word mevorach to Rikiva's nusach. Rabbi Rafmar Papi Gevar. He came to this Beit Knesset. Kamkar Besifra, he read from the Sefer Torah, and introducing it, he said, Baruch et Hashem. He said, Rabbi Kiva's Nusach, and this is in Berchat HaTorah. Everybody made the, made the noise, Baruch et Hashem Vorach, you should say Vorach. So Rava called him a black bread, as it were. It's like he called him a derogatory term. He said, why are you getting involved in Machloket? You see everybody here feels you should say Vorach. Why are you taking this uh, isolated position? Plus, and by the way, Rabbi Kiva would not be opposed if you had an Amvorach. Plus, our minig is to follow Rabbi Shmuel in this case. We all say Amvorach, as is indeed the case. And uh, therefore, he should have done it like that. Okay, the next Mishnah is one we, we just saw mentioned. If three people ate together, they don't have the rights to separate and bench separately, because they have a chiyu of zimun. You have four or five, same thing. But Shisha, once you have six, Nechlakin, you can split into two groups of three. You can't split into four and two, but two groups of three, because they'll both have Zimun. Ad Asara, so six, seven, eight, nine can split. Asara in Nechlakin, Ad Asrim. But if you have ten, or eleven, or twelve, or thirteen, they can't split up into, into two groups until you have twenty, and then you can go ten, ten. 
Let's say you have two groups eating in one room or one big room. If even one from one group can see one from one, one from the other group, then they're considered one group and they can make one zimun together. But if no individual from from one group can see no individual from the other group, then so they have to make their own separate zimun or no zimun if one of them is only two people or one. It's a separate bracha. We don't make the uh, separate halacha. We don't make the bracha in wine until you first dilute it. Uh, that's how they would drink their wine. It was diluted. Sugim babatra, six parak, three parts water, one part wine. Tiferbaliezer. Chacham say you could say the bracha b'pragafen on wine even without diluting it. Okay, we'll see more about that in the final podcast of the parak. But in the meantime, a, a little bit, uh, we'll go a little bit further in analyzing the beginning of this mishnah. So my kamashplan, what is our mishnah teaching when it says when you have three you can't break up? Tanina charazim. No, we already learned. The first mishnah tells us if three people ate together, they have to do zimun. So it's teaching us something further. When three people decide to sit down together and they didn't yet eat, they can't split up anymore because they've already established the potential for zimun. Now we have another version. Now it's a little different. They did eat. But each one ate from his own loaf, meaning they didn't eat from a common pot. So the first Mishnah, the Chiyuv Zimun, I might have thought only applied when they're eating from a common pot. But here, when they're eating from each, you know, three people come with their own brown bags and sit down together to to uh, socialize, but are eating from their own separate foods, I might have thought they'd been separately. The answer is they can't split up. Perhaps our Mishnah is teaching us this halacha, explicated by Ravuna, that if you have three people coming from three different chavarot, and you had a bunch of people, and one guy walked away from his group, well, left him in, uh, enough people behind, and another one, and another one, from three different groups, and they came together, and and uh, they've already eaten, but now they're coming together, and I'm sure the they've already each got a chiv zimun, and now it comes together, they can't split up. Rechista says, of course, they have to have come from groups, each of which had at least three people, because there had to be a chulav zimun on them. That only works if the original group didn't yet do zimun, including them in their zimun. If they already did zimun in their own place, then this guy's zimun is gone, and now you can't form a new zimun from, from a meal that was already eaten. And was already uh, already had zimun uh, invoked for it. I'm Rav I'll prove it to you. If you have a bed and half of it was uh, was stolen, or half was lost, or was owned by a father and he his, his sons inherited it and they split it up, or Shutafin partners dissolved their partnership, it's tahor um, because it's not a full kli. If they then co-join or they find the other half or whatever it may be and they put it back together, it can only be Makabal Tuma from here on in. The old Tuma is gone. So you see that once you split it up, split up the bed, whatever Tuma was on it, so long or clean, Tuma is gone and can never come back. Only new Tuma could come back, could come on it if you reassembled it. 
So the same principle is once these guys have had Zimun said for them, including them at their old table, Zimun is gone and you would have to eat another meal in order to generate a new Zimun. Okay, we'll pick it up with our final podcast and it's the seventh parak. Um, uh, the next time, in the meantime, wish everybody a wonderful day.